0: It's
1: Gentleman Jack crack,
0: crack. Cue that fucking jaunty music 19th century Grevelling 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 Good Lord And 1820 is notable for of course more Mariana visits and they also travel to York and they don't return. So Mariana actually visits on the 1st of February. And a day later, they travel to York. And they don't return until March 30th. After which, Isabella visits and spends some time with them. And my God, who needs this kind of gay drama? And Lister, evidently, is trying to keep it lively <laughs> in her damn life. So on Wednesday, February 9th, Ann talks of making Mariana jealous. <laughs> and I'm like, girl... That is part of, like, the flaw in your relationship. The fact that you consistently feel the need to invent women or make Mariana jealous because you know that we'll get a reaction from her that will suddenly make you feel loved, which is always a translation of, okay, here she's saying these words and we had a great kiss, which, God, heartbreaking.
1: That it almost looks like Mariana's taking a page from Lister's game and decided to try to kick it up a notch, but went the more literal hurtful route versus shock value
0: what do you mean of um
1: oh i accidentally went too far with that thing i said oh
0: hmm. what do you think and lister potentially went too far saying
1: just putting mariana in the knowing position that Ann lister has options knowing very well mm. Ann lister knowing very well mm-hmm. that those options okay. don't really exist and she's really more lonely than she's letting on and- i agree
0: Actually, okay, let's go with what you said for a second and we'll sit in Mariana's shoes. I personally, and again, unless someone is in a polyamorous situation or that is how they would prefer to express or have intimate relationships with partners, I think that it's fucked up to be like, I love you, I'm committed to you, but I'm fucking other people. And I could fuck other people. Again, unless there's very specific conversations had about that, I think it's going to cause mistrust and doubt. Mm. And so on Ann Lister's side, understandably so, Mariana is being forced in a certain kind of way to connect ew, with Charles and do the hat thing and hopefully get an heir, which is going to lead to the initial messiness we see with Ann Lister, where she on a honeymoon and she's acting out then. Like what commitment? No commitment. No commitment here. I can fight with any girl I want. But at the same time, if you're Mariana and you feel like you're trapped by the patriarchy and that you don't even have options, really, and you see an Ann Lister who is like, yeah, I love you, but you also know there's this other side. I mean, that's why I say the foundation of their relationship, ultimately, from where I'm looking at, it was never built on anything solid. Because literally from the jump, once you get past that initial super happy, oh, we love each other, we're doing things all the time before Charles is an issue. Once Charles is an issue and Mariana gets married, things fucking change and i think they spend a whole lot of years trying to hold on to something because the promise that they maybe saw for themselves in those initial grubble years when it was really pretty and bright and shiny was such a pretty thought that they just can't let it go
1: i could yeah i could see they
0: don't want to be a liar they don't want to be okay i am breaking this promise i am not doing this but at the same time you're not acknowledging the reality of of what is happening here which is fidelity has not been here from the moment You guys decided you're going to be married in the way that you could take the sacrament. There has been no fidelity on either fucking side. To me, that's a doomed fucking marriage. Regardless of any way you slice it,
1: any gender, any time period, unless everyone's poly, you're doomed! (laughs) I'd have real problems. From the moment I would have taken the sacrament and then heard, I shan't say no and I'm getting engaged. It's like, well, here's what's confusing about all of that. You are engaged to me. So how are you now getting engaged to Char- Charles Walton? How how how, do you, how did you think that that would work?
0: Did oh, you- it's after the fact because we haven't reached that yet. Have we? Have we? <laughs> <laughs> Have we? Lord. Oh, Lord is right. So, mm. mm-mm-mm. So we have February 9th, good Lord. and here's where we I, I feel like I've I've sounded relatively calm, you know this this entire recording this far, reserving the anger that's going to come out and we're gonna start peeking at that time because it's around that time for Mariana to start turning up a little bit. So Anne writes on February 9th. M and Eli and I just before Harriet went, happening to talk a little to her in the complimentary style. M and Eli remonstrated. M and I talked about half an hour, talked about an hour after we got into bed. A very little would make M desperately jealous. Speaking of my manner, she owned they were not masculine, but such was my form, voice, and style of conversation. Such a peculiar flattery and attention did I show, that if this sort of thing was not carried off by my talents and cleverness, I should be disgusting. I took all in good part, vowed over and over, constantly, etc., and M gave me a good kiss. So that's one of them entries. I really don't like it. I don't like it. You're saying something to ultimately say you don't like how someone is. They're barely holding on to your respect. And then right. you give them a good kiss. You give them a good
1: like, sexual Like sexual softened the blow. Of oh, it did though. That, but know. it
0: did soften the blow for Ann Lister. Look how she writes about it. Because you read it and you're like, that's fucked up. It's straight up it's fucked up, Ann. But she's like, oh, but I did get a good kiss. So I guess she loves me.
1: She loves me. No, no, no. You don't uh, do a compliment sandwich where you get ri- Like the person who loves you is reading the fuck out of you, but then they kiss you at the end. It's like, oh, but you know, it ended better. It ended better than the middle. Yes. I, I mean, I'm with you, but
0: this is Ann Listers. the minute she get on a grubble, the minute she's going to Italy, her whole perspective changes about the practical, logical thing. She was writing in her diary about the realistic forecast of her and Mariana. So this happened on Wednesday, the ninth, right? We are a week and a half later. And look at what she's writing on Thursday, February 17th in the evening. Would not have the girls in our room and had a comfortable, cozy conversation. M loves me. Certainly her heart is wholly mine. If I could have allowed her twenty or thirty pounds a year in addition to what she had, she certainly would not have married. But what could she do on her allowance of only thirty pounds a year? Past an affectionate hour or two. So they're on the Emerald, so they talk and they they fill in positive vibes. And of course, of course I wouldn't have married Charles if I just would have had thirty pounds a gear. Just if I would have had thirty pounds, I wouldn't have done this. Mm. I mean, I don't know what you think about that. I have skeptics. I'm skeptical. Skeptical. But maybe.
1: I guess she's the one that's introducing. No, I mean, if that's her excuse. I mean, but again, she's just looking for a way to live. She knows what hands she was dealt. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, ultimately, what I hope and really did realize was that, you know, she was just sick and tired of going to the circus. She saw (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. she saw that this show was just, just the show and was like you know what I'm I'm done with this show and um, I, I just gotta just stop with all of this all together and then just like exit stage left because right. this is this is like some sort of fantastic like fantastic drama where it's like you're trapped in this thing and I feel this way about you and you really wish that you were free mm-hmm. to me this is like I don't want to use the term scam, but it is a, like a scam. To, to I mean,
0: it's it can be adjacent for sure because it's if you're not being honest in the way that you should, you're scamming yourself, right? What's that line Beyonce has in that song with Jack White?
1: I I. Uh...
0: It's that whole part in the interlude where she's like, "When you hurt me, you hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> when you diss me, you diss yourself." <laughs> don't diss yourself but i love the last line where she's like when you love me you love yourself love god herself now that can be taken all kinds of ways but i mostly read into that healthy love healthy love of self yourself helps breed healthy love of someone else and god is a woman no that's 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 basically what i took from that line i mean yeah me too. I, i mean did i okay Well, that's sort of where I'm playing in in this poll with these women is that there's not enough self-love in the categories it should be in because, again, Ann Lister loves herself a heck of a lot. And that's what we love about her. But also... She is embarrassed about a heck of a lot as well. And she balances that, interestingly, because she's so freaking complicated and it thus makes her vulnerable to certain things Mariana will say and do that it's going to take her years to be like, actually, no, actually, this is me. Actually, I'm not going to bend to what you want. Actually, I'm not just going to try to do this to please you because I have my own interest and my own friends and the own things and actually other ideas about how to climb up in society. So remember how I mentioned that by the end um, we get into spring that Isabella... Visits And as you might expect, there'd be drama, especially because Anne is putting this front to Isabella that she's not with Mariana anymore because of the marriage, because she's on the one hand trying to protect the propriety for Mariana and her reputation, but also I think the weird vibes that she still has with Tim that she would just rather not deal with by being upfront about Mariana in this time. And so on the 18th of March... And Lister writes about having a fight with Tib. And rudely, I think, compares her to Mariana because that's inappropriate in this way. It's petty. It's petty. But hey, these things happen.
1: Uh, t- woo.
0: So she writes, Saturday, March 18th, York. Slept with M in Anne's room upstairs over the drawing room. Little Tiff with Tib. Said taking snuff and lying in bed did not suit me, and she knew it. Answer I never found fault with M and proceeded to it. Mm. It was a pity I let her marry. M advised me last night to tell Tib every now and then she did not suit me and not to let her dwell so on the idea of our living together. Told Louisa I should not like to be long in the same house with M and Tib. Lou is sure I like M the best. So uh, I would they're agree. They're Y'all they're bitches like... need to
1: get out the same house. Right. I was about to say that. I agree with that. That's too many women. Too no. many
0: women who have intergrubbled. That's the issue. Like like you, it's like the bad version of summer camp. You know what I'm saying? I know you've been in a few workplaces. I have where the number of queers employed is of a decent proportion. And then if it gets out of control, like I've never been one of those people to shit where you sleep. I just, it's not, it doesn't happen. Workplace romances, I, no thanks. Yeah, just say no. No, I don't, no, yeah. And I'm always so focused. I'm like, nah, 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 B. But God, my friends, people I've known, where you're like, what are you doing? The HR office is over there. What are y'all up to? Where it's like, okay, I'm asleep with these people. We all work together. And then I'm going to crisscross the sleep zone. And then crisscross it one more time. And expect for there to be no
1: issues in the workplace. That's a dangerous thing to do, especially when syphilis is on the rise. Oh my God. I- just... We were just yelling about Super Gonorrhea. Right, see? Please be
0: safe out there guys. <laughs>
1: I'm just I'm just happy that thus far there has not been note of the sisters. Oh, having the complaint. oh, the complaint's coming. Uh, the
0: complaint's coming. That's why I said that's why we're in this window, because in this window, we get all of that shit. We get Scarborough, we get Blackstone Edge, and it's a slow creep, in my opinion, to shitty things that happen with Mariana, which is why it's irreparable. Too much water on the fucking bridge because too much shit has happened that is mostly gone unaddressed. And so I think it's ridiculous and petty for her to be like, oh, Mariana is not like that. Mariana is basically perfect. Because it's like, girl, just a year ago, several months, you was writing all kinds of shit about Mariana being the opposite from perfect. But now, in a way, you're kind of putting Tib down. And she already feels the way about Mariana and she definitely is sensing the sapphic shit and you're trying to gaslight this bitch like it isn't what it is. And I agree with Mariana in that respect because she's like, you really need to tell this girl that she doesn't have a chance with you. You really need to tell this girl that y'all not going to be living together. And while it's Mariana staking her claim as she does, she's not wrong. Like, let's not lead Tib on. Let's not give her any idea that you will do anything with her if you never intend to do anything with her.
1: Let the bitch go. It's hard to get rid of gratuitous praise. Especially yes, when you yes, feel you're right. that you are deserving, even if you don't think you will. Or if you're not getting it, it, it enough from someone else, you, right. you
0: then start to accept it from someone you shouldn't. Because right. you're feeling like it's inadequate in your primary. Right. So I know you like the petty. And there is something petty here for you in this spring of lesbian drama. And it comes on the 2nd of April, which is a Sunday. Because Anne goes to church with Mariana. You know who she sees at church? Can you guess who she sees at church? Who might she see at church? Who's well, really very pretty. Like Oh, uh, such... with the new husband? I mean, I don't think she has a husband then. Oh, But it doesn't matter. A pretty girl is a pretty girl. It doesn't matter what dude is standing next to her. Oh, You can still use your eyeballs to be like, well, thank you for that content. Bitch, it's Miss Brown.
1: You Yeah, that's why I was asking if she was <laughs> with her. Her oh, man. Wait, should I say fiance? Is that what I should uh, say? Don't be- say nothing. We oh. are not acknowledging
0: this man. He oh. does not exist in our world. Okay. But yes, yeah, she does she does see Miss Brown. And she basically is jealous because she's like, Oh my God, that's a hottie with a body. <laughs> what do I do? I can't believe you were trying to make up to this whole thing God. <laughs> thank God it didn't work out. Uh, so the entry reads, Wet morning, sun, rain, and wind. Had a chase and my aunt and M and I went to morning church and code Miss Brown at church. M rather nervous. I suppose that seeing her, at least we talked about her on our return. M said she did not like the thing and showed her fondness for me by her care and quiet tears about it. I will not doubt her love anymore. Like this <laughs> is how Alistair works. She's like, oh, you show me jealousy. Are you? Did you just cry that there was another pretty girl? <laughs> I <was looking> at <laughs> Fantastic. She loves me. It's like the flower. She loves me. She loves me not. Right. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. Like, this This is how I perceive what is happening here. It feels very young. What do you think? Like, it's not grown. And I guess this fits because Anna's still young right. in this I w- time.
1: I wouldn't say it's grown, but, I mean, it, it, the way how we keep saying Isabella is not really, like, a viable threat, which is why... She's not. She's um, not. Mariana can have this... uh Miss Brown. This degree of jaunt when it comes to Anna Lister and her little gallivants and, and games. But to be in the presence of someone who is clearly, clearly at the top of their game. Where it's like, um, I wouldn't feel really bad if I lost to you because it makes sense. And I get it. And mm. I get it. But I just don't feel like losing right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the thought of just her losing is what's driving her to oh. be emotional. We
0: get more insight into what Mariana Actually feels about what women are threats to her.: mm-hmm. And it's from the entry written by Anne in the following day, and she writes, "M said, very sweetly and with tears at the bare thought, "She could never bear me to do anything wrong with anyone in my own rank of life." She could bear it with an inferior." Where the danger of her being supplanted could not be so great. But to get into any scrape would make her pine away. She thought she could not bear it. I never before believed she loved me so dearly and fondly. She has more romance than I could have thought. And I am satisfied. I thought of its being my birthday, April 3rd. But let it pass without notice. How time steals away. What will the next year bring to pass? May I improve it more than the last? So there's a lot going on here that I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, um, so Mariana's like, if it's a lowly bitch, you can fuck her. That's fine. But not a bitch that could actually replace me. You know, one with respect. And especially being how snobby these bitches are. And of course, Mariana gotta be a certain degree of snobby because she's friends with Anne. She's like, oh, when you were talking about that fake hoe, Sarah... Sarah was fine because Sarah was just a girl you paid for a company. But now you're telling me that you're out here checking out bitches with status? People that, like, might associate with me. Well, I know. No, 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 no. Chill, 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 chill. That's not what I want. But at the same time, it's Ann Lister's birthday. So my question is, because Ann not right about it, and maybe I have to look at the page to see, did Mariana forget? Did she not I acknowledge like, it? Did she not give her anything? Was she just I bitching think... about Miss Brown? Holy shit,
1: Mariana! Wait, wait. She spent Ann Lister's birthday crying to Ann about her not losing and (laughs) to someone of status. Right. Without even saying, oh, by the way, happy Happy birthday. Right.
0: Yeah. Damn. I mean, I don't have confirmation on that. I suppose I could try to ask the historians on Twitter or something, but from the way it reads, right here, right right. now, it reads like, oh, yeah, my birthday came, didn't make a fuss, and Mariana didn't say or do shit because surely she would have written it down. Mariana gave me this cookie or this fucking hanky (laughs) for my birthday, a a Bible, like whatever fucking gifts they give, a teapot, I don't know, but I don't think she got shit.
1: I'm sure Marion
0: said something. I'm sure Courtney said
1: something. You know, like th- the be optimistic it sounds like she
0: had a uneventful birthday which mm. this next entry is from the following day because we're in a succession of days right now with her being with mariana and this is from april 4th on tuesday and she writes after coming up m was to look over some of our old letters and getting them happened to stumble on some memoranda i made in 1817 on her conduct her selfishness in marrying the waste and distraction of my love etc and we covered some of those thoughts Began reading these and went on thoughtlessly till I heard a book fall from her hands and, turning round, saw her motionless and speechless in tears. Tried very soothing and affectionate means. She had never before known how I loved her or half what her marriage had cost me. Had she known, she could not have done it, and it was evident that repentance now pressed heavily. I endeavored, and successfully to prove it, to have been done for the best. She said she had never deserved some of the remarks made but it was quite natural in me to make them. She grieved over what I had suffered and would never doubt me again. I am indeed persuaded and satisfied of her love, and I think I said this to you in the first half that I kind of am interested in the fact that she keeps stating how she believes it, how it's good now because she's kind of done it three times in a row. She's like, "I'm reaffirmed. I get it. She loves me." Next entry, she totally loves me. She has to love me. Third entry, I am indeed persuaded and satisfied of her love. Are you? Because you keep writing it down like you're not. She
1: can see. So I don't know how genuinely am. Is affected. Right? right. She is
0: unnerved. Absolutely. I agree with you that. And I said she definitely loves Anne, but like I don't think the way Anne deals with her is healthy for herself because she deludes herself while with Mariana. right? She's like, we're not going to talk about shit. It's not going to work. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Everything's fixed. And then when Mariana's away, honestly, I don't even know where her morality is, her ethics. Does she even know what a sacrament is? But when she's in, in person with Mariana and in this instance where she's like, oh yeah, let me read you some of my diary entries where I was being honest in my book and Mariana's like, well, I don't think I deserved all of that she's like, well, I guess you're right. Never knew how much you loved me. Never well, knew.
1: That's that's part of the that's issue. That's part of the problem. I'm sorry, so, go ahead, go ahead. Like we're getting an analyst who's saying, Does M even care? Does M even know what she's doing? Does M even like does M even feel does M have a heart? And then we get these entries where M is under, so it's like, oh, like if she does have a heart, but she's not investigating, okay, does she care about me or does she care about losing? because if she would have just dug just a little under that right. surface, she would have gotten to see how la I mean, I'm just saying like it's just hmm it's okay to to just be in a situation that. You're only in it because you're benefiting from it. So...
0: Mm-hmm. The next day, they still own it. Because Mariana's pressed as, well, this is what happens in these type of situations. Not Tib, really, Miss Brown. And so the following day, Wednesday, April 5th, Anne writes, came upstairs at 10.30, sat up talking about my manners being too attentive. So... Flirting! Having too much of the civility of a well-bred gentleman that I unintentionally spoiled people, showed her Emma Saltmarsh's last note before my leaving. She said it proved that I gave rise to an interest which people did not understand or why they felt as they did. I promised to make my manners less attentive. She convinced me that my society was no advantage to Miss Brown as it might unfit her for that of others. M said, after we got into bed, that if she did not believe me bound to her in heart as much as any promise could bind me, she should not think it right and certainly would not kiss me. So Mariana has wow. moved all the way to withholding sex and affection. She's like, listen, bitch, I don't know what you thought. <laughs> I don't know what you thought I was like or what I would accept. But this isn't it. This isn't it. You fucking around Miss Brown? No. But also, I can't believe that she was thinking about Miss Brown's best interest in this. Like, well, you know, society, your society might be unfit for Miss Brown. I can't believe that. I think that's Mariana. Just
1: I like, think it's interesting that it's Wednesday and you're still consumed <laughs> with the mass. I mean, she, but should she, Should she,
0: <laughs> this whole time she been away, Ann Lister has been preoccupied with other hoes the entire time. And so, if she knows Ann Lister even a piece of well, which it seems like she does, and she is aware that this was the thing, but like I said, she took Ann from Tip as Ann says in the entry. Oh, how could she be a good friend when she wasn't a good friend to motherfucking Tim? Because well, I was with Tim before I was with Mariana, and Mariana she was like, "Fuck Tim, let's you and me get on the grubbles. And so I, it's I don't, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: mind mm-hmm. you, Tim is like Miss Brown's know, scary. I,
1: I, mind you, Tib is like you know, but I, I can't deny. Sister, like I'm not gonna, you know. So it's like uh, I have to make sure that she's provided for. Like it, it would be her and I together. And Tip
0: is so gay, you know. She was like that. She was like, "Well, girl," she was like uh, trying to oblige, like that song, "Won't you come inside my house?" She was like, "Absolutely."
1: (laughs) I'm gay. If you so much (gasps) as do any kind of gallivanting, you're you're too much of a gentleman to these ladies. Look at these thank you cards you're getting. You're getting a lot of attention here in these streets, and <laughs> Lister. I
0: know. She can't stand that shit.
1: And she's like, well, it's not like I have a husband to throw all this attention on. Or wife. I mean, I would rather be married. Really, right now. Like, to the one that I had the sacrament with. But but that woman is connecting with some shriveled penis. So, <laughs> I'm, so I'm just left to my devices. Devices.
0: So in the secret diaries of miss Enlister, they don't bother with another entry in april until we get to the 10th which is five days after this last statement of m like oh, i'm not gonna even do shit with you if i don't get this commitment and Anne writes a ways down on the entry i was on the amoroso till m made me read aloud the first 126 pages of volume two of sir walter scott's last novel the monastery stupid enough <laughs> Oh, and T at seven thirty. Went upstairs at eleven. Sat up, love making. She conjuring me to be faithful, to consider myself as married, and always to act to other women as if I were M's husband.
1: See, I don't like this.
0: I know that bad part you don't like because it's it's a little wild to demand faithfulness while you are averaging twenty connections with Charles a year. That's. At the very least, shouldn't Anne have 20 connections a year if we're being uh, quid pro quo here, which is ridiculous. But the whole situation is ridiculous.
1: But I think she knows the math and she's like, well, let's see, 93%. Oh, shit! That means that chances are you will have um, uh, pleasurable connections where I will, 20 for 20, have non-pleasurable connections
0: but are you getting that this seems to be the point of mariana seeing her and wanting to see her was like you said the spidey sense and her being like i need to reestablish because they've right. been seeing each other for a section of days and every day according to ann lister's diary mariana's working on her you need to be faithful you need to be just committed to me you don't need to be talking to miss brown yeah i saw her she's fucking hot but you know what you're not fit for her society, okay? Uh, do you want to ruin her chances of a happy life? No, I don't think so. So maybe you should just stay the fuck away from Ms. Brown. And actually, actually, if you claim that we're in a committed thing, by Friday, then you need to act as my husband. Actually committed. And so the next entry in this thing is three days later on Thursday the 13th. And in the coded parts, she writes, Went upstairs at 1120. M and I had a good deal of talk. She again conjured me to be faithful and let the rule of my conduct to ladies be what a married man do. She was very low after we came upstairs. As soon as Watson went and even while Lou was lolling up the bed, she cried a good deal and seemed very miserable at the thought of leaving. I said and did everything that was kind, told her I believed she loved me most fondly and faithfully, and I loved her better and had more confidence now than ever before. I said I would do or promise anything, but that she needed no further promise than my heart. At that moment, gave her. Parentheses, I made no promises. Well, right. I am indeed satisfied of her regard and I shall now begin to think and act as if she were indeed my wife. <sighs> so Mariana kind of accomplishes her goal before she has to separate from Anne, which is like re- let's reaffirm this commitment. You are mine and this is how it's going to work. Uh,
1: uh, I i mean, sometimes people can buy into a dream and and, and and it's disheartening because Anne Lister feels like she's you know winning over because it's like I'll think about it You know deeply carefully she's like oh i won because i didn't really commit myself but at the same time you just told a married woman that you will be faithful Mm mm-hmm how you do how you how how (laughs) do you do that
0: where do they do that at mariana And so this is an interesting thing here, and I don't know if I've... I haven't officially confirmed this, but I have a slight suspicion. There's an entry on Monday, May 1st, which involves Mrs. Walker and her two daughters essentially being thrown to the four corners willy-nilly. And I wonder and assume that if this is where Sally got her inspiration for what she did in the first episode of Anne Walker and Aunt Anne Walker being thrown to the four corners willy-nilly and ending up at Shibden. The entry reads... Monday, May 1st, Halifax. All sitting quietly downstairs when, parentheses, a few minutes before 10, we were roused by a loud rapping and screaming of female voices at the door. In came Mrs. Walker of Crow Nest and her two daughters, the former almost fainting. <laughs> And all half dead with fright, having just been overturned into the field and taking the sharp turn at the top of the lane. The reins had broken. The coachman lost all control from the top of the hill. The horses came down full speed and were flying as if dead. None of the ladies, fortunately, much hurt. The footman did not happen to be on the box, not having been able to mount after walking up the new bank. The coachman had sprung a bone in his left ankle and bruised the hip a little. The horses did not appear at all the worse. And after a glass of wine and being furnished with cloaks and a lantern the lady set off in a quarter hour to walk home the carriage very much broken was brought here and the man sent off on one of the horses in about an hour after the rest what a mercy they were no worse how provident that the mischief was in fact so small considering the greatness of the accident Uh, wow so intense yes intense poor ann walker what about her back what about back she was truly it's worse than they showed in the show she was really thrown terrence to the folk. they said our little baby gay walker was in the fields where her mama her sister why
1: why did this happen uh, <laughs> and why to why am you? i laughing I so hard are you okay
0: terrence she they said she almost passed oh, out right her and elizabeth like oh bitch we done <laughs> bitch we done do you know what just happened excuse me shipped it shipped it <laughs> accordingly like what is that banging
1: right it's the walker's Alice is like, are those are my oh fangirl? My fangirls here? Like, no. They're like, we see. need help. <laughs> oh, okay. Call the constable. Call somebody. <laughs> Call Dr. Kenny. I have Where, been Where's your a groom? Thing. Oh, I think a bone went through. Oh. I was like, Lord.
0: Right. They're like, something's sticking out of his ankle, man. <laughs> it's not right. We need help. So I just like that entry because it was super cute and funny. And I can just imagine Ann Walker there like,
1: oh, it was It was terrible. My poor bat. Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking, oh, is he going to bleed to death? Don't take death. <laughs> <I was at-." laughs> Don't. Well, see, but she
0: was still, she was less traumatized because her mama was still alive. And her brother yeah. would have been, too. So she hadn't had the succession of deaths. Dad, mom, brothers, sisters off in Scotland. I'm alone with my shitty family members. Oh, right. So... We are inching as we get to the summer of 1820 to one of my favorite gay dramas. And Lister manifested with her messy self, which is, of course, the quadruple grubble of Langton Hall, which happens around the period of Tib's father passing and Anne goes over there to mourn. But it's like she's mourning her lack of opportunities to meet pretty ladies. And Tib, of course, presents a great opportunity for that because Miss Valance and then Lady later, and Balcombe show up and things go down. And so Mariana actually writes to Anne, which I believe I've mentioned to you, about her being faithful. Because she's like, oh, I heard you might be, I heard Tib's father die, and that's sad. But what I think is even worse is that you're probably going to be visiting Tib, but I just need you to know. I need you to know that you need to keep it locked down (laughs) at Lister. That's mine. Those are my brace. And so she writes on June 7th. And Lister starts by saying, very affectionate letter from M. A remarkable dream about my being found dead seems to have made a great impression on her. She heard of the death of Mr. Nordcliffe on Monday and was exceedingly shocked. Quote, my Fred, will this melancholy event make any difference to you or me? I shall not lose you, my husband, shall I? Oh, no, no. You will not, cannot forget I am your constant, faithful, your affectionate wife. Wrote to M, very affectionate, asking what made such a thought about Isabella Rise, saying it cannot be in holding out much promise of the future. But all in a way, none but M can understand, and I think the letter might be seen and do no harm.
1: What's weird about this is I'm trying to figure out how a letter such as this can get past a Charles who's like... She's writing
0: it. She's not receiving it. That's how it gets past Charles. Oh. He's not necessarily right. looking at everything going out.
1: Okay. Got it now. Because I'm like, who's this Fred? You know what I mean? Like...
0: Well, he knew what the letter he found. Well, actually, no, because that was Anne. Right. Ryan letters. But yeah, so she's essentially like letting it be known that she has her intuition that, oh, it's so sad about Tib, and I had this awful dream where you were dead, but also
1: I know you're going to be visiting Tib.
0: Might you remember that you are my faithful husband, Friday? Friday, please remember.
1: Spider sense. I can't.
0: With and this- Anne writing back on her bullshit. Whatever would have given you this idea that. <laughs> But I would be unfaithful. (laughs) Me? Unfaithful? Uh, Mariana! How dare you suggest such a thing? So what's interesting is that a couple months from now of this last entry at the end of August and essentially gets a letter from Mariana. Mariana is hinting at some things, promises made, etc. And Anna's basically like, I make no promises. And notice when I said in parentheses, I made no promises. The note she made to herself. Even though I think she's aware that she implied a promise without actually giving a promise to get Mariana to probably chill at the moment.
1: Do you think that uh, quotation was added in posts?
0: <laughs> no, I think that her, the quotation was for her. She was like, these, these are the bylines of my life and my internal dialogue. I am saying this in such a flattering way that maybe you are confused with my trickery of words of me actually making a promise, but I'm not. I am promising you my heart. My heart, not my fidelity, girl. Like that's basically she puts it there because she already knows then what she's gonna do, what she's like. Aww. Why promise something you know you are gonna break in a couple months? Why even uh, pretend? <laughs> if you're enlisted, you can't even pretend that you are not gonna be flirting with other women, especially like I said, because she didn't have a wife. She had the idea of a wife, the the fantasy, but the practice was oh, I see you this these several months apart, sometimes a year. Like that's that. Unless you in the service and you're away. <laughs> we not doing that long distance <laughs> shit. Oh my God, that would be too much. So on this August 30th, when Anne gets a letter, she writes, very affectionate letter from M. She seems to consider my last letter as containing a promise on my part. Now this I certainly did not mean, and she ought not to take it so far. I still feel myself as much at liberty as ever, but I have kept a copy of what was in crypt Hand on the subject. So that bitch was so thirst and extra to let Mariana know, bitch, I ain't making no promises. I promise to give you my heart, okay? Just not fidelity. And she's like, I copied the cryptan. I knew this would come back up, so I copied it to make sure I knew exactly what I said exactly, and then I said my heart, not I promise, actually, but I promise my heart. And here she is saying, I, I told this bitch, I
1: watched <laughs> I got the receipt just in case. Like, I, I, I'm I not crazy. I mean, I know I oscillate from time to time, but I just, I knew I knew that I didn't. And she thinks it did. And I don't know why she's thinking that. Mm-hmm.
0: Literally the next day on the 31st, she writes, wrote to M of all the crypt hand, kept a copy. <laughs> <So she's- laughs> she needs her receipts. She's like disclaiming very gently, having given her a promise and bidding her send me back my letters and be careful for a discovery would be ruined to us both. Said nothing could excuse our present connection in our own eyes, but a reference to former circumstances. Otherwise, our intercourse might bear an epithet that would alarm us both. But wrote very kindly. I wonder what she will say. I know she loves me and I am attached to her. After all, perhaps we shall get together at last. So do you see what I'm saying here? Do you see how this shit don't make no sense with Ann Lister? When Mariana was in her fucking face. In her diary, she's like, surely she loves me. Surely I love her. Surely it'll work out. Surely it's perfect. The bitch gone a week, two weeks, and she's back. Said, so, well, I made no fucking promises. I made no promises. I'm not perfect. <laughs> like, She's just like, Mariana's like, I'm not perfect. She's like, I'm not either. So why are both of them looking for perfection in the other when but, neither is that?
1: What I'm hoping and thinking is she's like, well, maybe this will jock her, motivate her to... I don't know. Leave Charles? Right. Exper- Come like, on now. Pass forward this time. She's table. been connected.
0: I feel like if you were going to do that, especially because she's not going to get no money if she leaves Charles now. Why even marry Charles? Why go through
1: the Questions drama? Questions need answer.
0: Because why? 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 So her being like, after all, perhaps we shall get together at last. It's like, isn't that what you said? Isn't that what you said just a couple months ago when she was in your crib, when she was in your bed? Isn't that what you said, that you will be together after all? And literally, just not being together like magnets, uh, suddenly... Suddenly you don't feel it. Suddenly it's not working. Suddenly you're not sure. So we done with 1820 and the bullshit there. And we are jumping to 1821 because, well, there are a number of things of note that happened this year, which is Anne burning traces of men, like trying to <laughs> get with her, which is hilarious. And of course, giving the code to Mary Valance and Mariana's fifth wedding anniversary to Charles, to Charles. happens yeah. this year. And also this year, we get our baby gay Anne Walker chasing down her Bay and Lister. So... In January, on the 7th, Anne actually gives the code to Mary Valance. She writes, Miss Valance put in one of my drawers a sealed parcel of spills to light candles with and a note enclosed. Half sheet, full, very affectionate. She certainly likes me and is very low and nervous about my going. Gave her the crypt hand alphabet, which M has, but was not very tender. <laughs> Indeed, I get lukewarm about her. Tib and Anne curled and saw me in bed. And it's like, girl, what are- Sorry, that's me yelling and screaming because she is just a hot mess. I honestly think... She said
1: tibble. <laughs>
0: you, know, so, you know how there are some personality types that they seem really confident on the outside sometimes, but they actually require... It's like what you said earlier, like an affirmative response from right. a mouth. To right. believe it, I feel like this is what we have. At least right now, in this age of Ann Lister, it seems obvious. Because if you're not directly within her actual sphere to then say you are wonderful, you are smart, you are this. I'm showing you that I like you. I'm showing you that I'm interested in what you have to say. She's a hot mess. She's yeah. like, "No, I don't I don't know what's going on. No girls are interested in me. Life is horrible. Has no meaning." And then the minute any woman is like, she's like, "Oh, well, actually, this is the way it's supposed to be. I'm back on my jaunt. I've never been confused about my jaunt. In fact, I've always <laughs> been here." And it's like, "Girl, what?" <laughs> Holy shit. So after that, I just noted that because I thought it was ridiculous that she gave his bitch to code because that's might as well saying like write dirty to me. Talk dirty to me. Well, write dirty things. Yes. In your letters. <laughs> in the
1: code. So I'm surprised someone's sense since then go off when that happened.
0: Oh, poor Mariana. She probably was preoccupied but I mean, let me not even go there. The next interesting entry from this month is on the 29th towards the end. And this is about the burning stuff. And she writes, Arranging and putting away my last year's letters, looked over and burnt several very old ones from indifferent people. And in code she has burnt Mr. Montague's farewell verses that no trace of any man's admiration may remain. It is not meat for me. I love and only love the fair sex and thus beloved by them. In return, my heart revolts from any other love but theirs. So, of course, we know That's this saying. Right. We love this saying. That's it's on right. our merch. And this is where she's like, in 1821, like, honestly, these hoes, these men, burn it. And I'm that melodramatic since I, too, have started a bonfire or seven. <laughs> so, I support it. I do. And it's like we said, it's therapeutic to burn some shit.
1: Yeah, I think I would. It, uh, I'm not going to airdrop this, but. Oh, no feel like around the era of what is this uh paul rudd paul rudd clueless oh
0: clueless okay i know what era you speak of
1: yes it was like i will burn these things these photos this (laughs) mixtape
0: oh yeah not good for the environment but good for your emotions that's for damn sure i was thinking of a one of those scenes in Six Feet Under because it reminded me of, like, something I did, which is, like, you just, you decide you need to cleanse and, like, just, like, so, like, a bunch of shit goes into fire and then you you watch it burn. So she does that and writes that lovely statement that I'm sure multiple people have tattooed on their bodies. I've seen a few, but I'm sure there will be more and more and more and more and more as the years go on. And this is, honestly, Ann Lister's Lady True moment right here. Yeah. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm oh. just over here thinking, like, in th- and the audacity that he thought that he could try. That he thought that it was all right. <laughs> I'll have no man.
0: Yeah. So in this time period, of course, the quadruple grubble, which is why she's in the proximity of Miss Valance and Ann Belcombe, and being messy and, of course, putting Tib through the shit because everybody gets a little loving, But Tib, and that's, Tib's father died. Doesn't she deserve, I mean, if anyone. But anyway, Tib is left out of the party and Charlotte, as we talked about in the group of Confession, is like, yo, Ann, you trifling. Like, you are, I just want you to know that I see what you're doing. And it's not nice, actually. And part of that spotlight being put on her makes her feel guilty about like, oh, um, mm. oh, Mariana, does she exist? Because after the whole escapade of the quadruple grubble of Langton Hall, she writes a really affectionate letter to Mariana probably the most affection she's done in a while and i would assume partly from guilt over her gay antics that she's been on especially because as we know with ann lister it's kind of proximity i'm around you i'm into this now that we're separating now that you're going home not doing this oh well you're not you were kind of vulgar (laughs) it's kind of stupid i don't even care
1: (laughs) it's like what oh you are full of it i wonder if any of that has to do with the fact that you know remember she was like well send me my writing back i got a receipt but I already told you that I didn't promise nothing but Oh no she if was If you right if, but if you want me to not comfort uh tip then, then I won't. <laughs> but in a way,
0: I don't think she has very many other ways to relate love back to herself. If she's not getting physical contact and compliments, she evidently doesn't believe very strongly that she is loved. So in the moments that Mariana's not able to give that for her, she's getting it from other girls. And look at all the entries you've read where she's like, I really do believe she likes me. I really do believe she's into me. That is so fucking important to her because it is tied to her sense of self, whether she likes it or not. Which, I mean, I feel like we can all relate to in a certain sense. You're
1: right, to a degree, yeah.
0: To a degree. So she writes on Thursday, February 8th, writing to M very affectionately, more so than I remember to have done for long, wrote the following crypt, quote, I can live upon hope, forget that we grow older and love you as warmly as ever. Yes, Mary, you cannot doubt the love of one who has waited for you so long and patiently. You can give me all of happiness I care for, and pressed to the heart which I believe my own, caressed and treasured there, I will indeed be constant, and never, from that moment, feel a wish or thought for any other than my wife. You shall have every smile and every breath of tenderness. Quote, One shall our union and our interest be, and every wish that love inspires, and every kiss and every fear. And every dear feeling of delight shall only make me more securely and entirely yours. Then after hoping to see her in York next winter and at Steph's before the end of the summer, I further wrote in crypt as follows. Quote, I do not like to be too long estranged from you. Sometimes for Mary, there is a nameless tie in that soft intercourse which blends us into one and makes me feel that you are mine. There is no feeling like it. There is no pledge which gives such sweet possession. That's sex. I get it. I mean, that's that's what it is. (laughs) I mean, it. That's what she's saying straight up. She's like, bitch, when I I am not near queer. I am uncertain. (laughs) I just don't know. I don't know if this will last. I don't know if you mean what you say. I don't know because Charles is around. I don't know. Okay. Isn't this also potentially queer anxiety as it has to exist within the world that she is in?
1: Well, yeah, because there's no way she's looking for. She's sure
0: about herself, but she's never sure about everybody else.
1: And right. And so the issue becomes she knows how it's displayed outside of the queer norm. Mm-hmm. So you try to relate it and compare it. But it's so new and you feel yourself so odd. That it's like, well, what, what is the truth? What is... What is this expression? How does this float? How does this fly? I know how I feel when I'm with you when we are near queer. I know how that feels. And I know that that's It feels right. It feels like home.
0: It feels like it's perfection. It feels like everything makes sense. And I feel like that's just part of the queer experience in general when that happens to you, that you just are lost to the vapors. And also because obviously there's a very strong emotional connection between Mariana and Anne.
1: But when I read these letters that you write, and they're not as warm as... I feel your feelings for me should be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have doubts. I have serious, serious doubts. Mm
0: -hmm. That makes sense, to be sure. So a couple days later, on Monday the 12th, Anne gets a letter from Anne Belcombe, who we know she was just fucking around with, at Langton Hall. She writes in hand, nothing but news and concluded, quote, from your ever sincere affectionate Anne Belcombe, end quote, the seal, Cupid in a boat guided by a star. And then she wrote in French, if I lose you, I am lost. Oh, God. So this to me is reckless and Lister. Reckless and Lister. And this is really all starts for Mariana. Because would she be this reckless with other women's feelings if Mariana wasn't being so reckless with hers? Because look at this. This is the impact. You made up to this bitch. You convinced her just like you did when you were on a honeymoon. Like, girl, 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 girl. Hey, girl. Look at you in those petticoats. Like, she constantly flirting, making up to these girls, getting them completely flustered. And finally, like, okay, yeah, I could grubble. And then she's like, oh, I I saw Mariana. I wrote to her. So that's not. I can't. And because she writes in her diary after she quotes what Ann Belcombe says. And she writes, such letters as these will keep up much love on my part. I shall not think much about her, but get out of the scrape as well as I can. Sorry and remorseful to have been in it at all. Heaven forgive me, and may M never know it. Uh, <sighs> messy, messy.
1: stuff. But what about the victims? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the victims of the grabble? She's like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know her. Sorry to that man. No. Sorry to that woman. Right. Right. <laughs> She's like, I don't. I don't know. Like M. I
1: don't. I don't want to sound crazy or ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, she writes about reading a book, Leontine de Blondheim, which is a three-volume romantic novel by German author August Friedrich Ferdinand von Kotzbue. I don't know if that's right, but it was published in 1809. And the story, well, I guess I'll read what the entry says first. She writes, I cried a good deal over the second and moreover the third this morning. And as soon as I was alone during supper, Arlhoff reminds me of C, Leontine of M, and Wallerstein of myself. I find my former feelings are too soon awakened, and I have still more romance than can let me bear the stimulus, the fearful rousing of novel reading. I must not indulge in it. I must keep to graver things and strongly occupy myself with other thoughts and perpetual exertions. I am not happy. I get into what I have been led with and, oh, that I were more virtuous and quiet. Reflection distracts me, and now I could cry like a child, but will not must not give way so this sounds a little bit like guilt but also relating herself to this story and i'll continue about what the story is about in the citations in helena whitbread's book it reads the story which anne saw as a parallel to her own unhappy love affair with mariana is that of an innocent young woman leontine which is mariana lawton who marries a debauched older man major arloff aka charles (laughs) lawton to please her father count de blontime Dr. Belcombe and a much younger honorable man, Captain Wallerstein, a.k.a. Ann Lister, Lister. Uh-huh. is in love with Leontine, and after many romantic and melodramatic twists and turns, including the death of the hated Arloff, all is happily resolved. So she read that thing, and she's like, oh, my God, I see my life. I see my life, <laughs> and I'm in the doffos. In the fucking doffos. So, well, now we're on to Mariana's fifth anniversary with Charles. That is March 9th. And, of course, Anne does not have a happy entry about it. Very short. Well, I don't know if it's entirely short, but short in the book. And it reads, I felt very low this morning and have been inclined to it all the day on account of this being the fifth anniversary of M's marriage. But I have driven off the remembrance as well as I could by constant occupation. Just before tea, I talked to my uncle and aunt and walked about in the drawing room. Indeed, I began dancing when by myself and I got into a heat. So she tried to distract herself off the fact that, oh, my girl been married to a man five years, five whole years, and he's not dead Remember when I read the other entry where they joked five to ten years? But, oh, definitely, definitely five. Definitely not ten. Like, he's totally going to die soon. And that hasn't happened, has it? It won't happen for some time. Oh, it won't happen for some time. You got that right. You got that right. And now we're to my favorite entry of the year, which is June 12th, when our baby gay Ann Walker chases the shit out of Ann Lister (laughs) for some tea. And of course, we've covered this before, but we're going to do it again. So it reads at 1045, Miss Rawson, Catherine and Miss Crackenthorpe called and stayed half hour. Miss Rawson to say that as it was Whitsuntide week, her father and mother did not like her to be out and hoped we should excuse her coming this evening. In the afternoon at 5.15, walked along the new road and got past Pump when Miss Anne Walker of Crow Nest overtook me, having run herself almost out of breath. Walked with her as far as the Lydgate entrance to their own grounds and got home at 6.40, made myself, as I fancied, very agreeable and was particularly civil and attentive in my manner. I really think the girl is flattered by it and likes me. She wished me to drink tea with them. I hoped for another walk to Giles' house. And the readiness she expressed showed that my proposition was by no means unwelcome. She has certainly no aversion to my conversation and company. After parting, I could not help smiling to myself and saying, the flirting with this girl has done me good. It is heavy work to live without (laughs) women's society, and I would far rather while away an hour with this girl who has nothing in the world to boast but good humor than not flirt at all. If I had M, I should be very different. She has my heart. And I should want no more than her. But now I am solitary and dull. So I'm so happy that she was so thrilled by Ann Walker's thirstiness that she told herself, she was like, no, actually, I do need the Society of Women. Actually, you know, flirting, it does the body good. It does the mind good. And I simply cannot be off my flirts. Maybe if I had M living in this house as a wife, I could be off my flirts. But nah, chill. Do you think flirting is safe? By the way, that's a random topic. But I know people feel differently about that. Because there are some people who are natural flirts and have no issues keeping fidelity, but they just like to flirt. And then there's other people who well, they, they leave doors open and well, well some I people mean, walk through them. The
1: issue is is that no one has mastered the art of the flirt that is a definite window versus a door that's opened. Oh Although there are people really? who like to crawl through windows <laughs> and scale the sides of buildings. Oh like, my god. There are people who will reach for that affection, but <sighs> um i think it's it's all again contextual and nuance based so Mm, mm -hmm. if you're good at providing context when you are complimenting then you don't have to worry about people being uh redonkulous or misled with the with what you're trying to accomplish when you are right having just cheerful good conversation when you are giving someone life when someone is breathing life into you Mm -hmm. by giving you attention like, I mean, it's one thing to be tempted by the fruit of another, like that 80s song. Uh, but, I mean, if you have your wife and she's by your side, then chances are you won't have be so... Have your
0: wife, she's by your side. Right, she won't
1: be um, tempted. I mean, because, hello, wife's right here. So what? Uh, I mean, right,
0: if you're actually satisfied. I don't have to
1: search the world for a pleasant conversation. It's, it's right here. But you're not here, and I... Bored. <laughs> I'm bored. So I'm gonna find I'm me. I'm bored. Something I'm lonely,
0: and I need someone to make me feel good. Yeah. So she wrote that on the 12th, and on the 13th, she writes in her diary, "Finished my letter to M. I have not exactly given her a promise in a set form of words, but I have done nearly, in fact, the same thing. So that I cannot now retract with honor. Well, I am satisfied to have done. I love her, and her heart is mine in return." Liberty and wavering made us both wretched, and why throw away our happiness so foolishly? She is my wife in honor and in love, and why not acknowledge her openly and at once? I am satisfied to have her mind and my own at ease. The chain is golden and shared with M., I love it better than any liberty. So here she is saying, well, fine. I didn't give an exact promise, but it was pretty damn close. So maybe my honor shall be at risk if I don't try to keep to this promise. But girl, your honor is at risk because we know what happens in the future. So this is her saying, ball and chain, bitch. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. She literally says this chain. (laughs) This golden chain is shared with him, but I love it better than any liberty. Are you sure? Are yeah, you sure Anne Lister? I
1: mean, well, right now it's either this or nothing. Right now? Right, to, right today? And right. as she's writing it, she's like, yeah, if, yeah. If I had to choose between nothing and this, I would choose this. Is what I'm reading here.
0: Well, and so, of course, Mariana, because she senses the boat is starting to rockin', she ends up seeing Anne in July, but it's actually for her brother Steph's baby christening or some shit. And this is actually when Mariana gives her the STI. We are here the complaint and so
1: i don't want to be here's here. what i'm saying though here's what i'm
0: saying how, how did oh, right. you get here
1: right lord nobody, nobody wants to, to be, be here, here. Uh-uh. Not me. i try look i don't want to be here Mm-mm. all
0: right here's the new theoretical hot take that if mariana is going to be able to pass an sti to ann in the summer. While Anne was having her crisis of fidelity and commitment, that would suggest that Mariana was being forced in some kind of habitual way to connect with Charles. So if we go with like Sally's surrealism shit, is that the spidey sense of jealousy of like you just know Mariana is out there having to, to connect with Charles and so you can't deal with the fact that you are at home alone in Shibden while Mariana is connecting with Charles. So you got to get out of Shibden and off to Langton Hall or wherever the fuck else you got to be to not be just at home at Shibden while Mariana is connecting.
1: Uh... I'm hoping, wait, are we saying that? This Mariana is a theory. Is this is a theory because we can't know
0: this. Well, this if Mariana has the STI, that right. means she had sexual contact with someone. It right. is assumed that person is Charles because it is known, I guess, that Charles was a philanderer and had a mistress every now and again. So I'm not necessarily convinced it had to be Charles because unless Mariana says specifically, but even then, especially because she was trying to get pregnant by other means, it very likely is charged, but it could also not be Charles. We don't know. But this is what I mean. The fact that she has an STI means sexual contact was had right. with somebody. In the same time the analyst was having her freak out, that it could have been like a, sensed, a sense in the force. Like there's been movement oh, in the force. Can, yeah, and the movement has been towards the heterosexual side. And I feel alarms <laughs>
1: going off. But I need to do something. Yay. What you have to do is focus on the fact that, yes, now this complaint is a personal problem. And it, it, while you're mulling over, you know, commitments and and you know uh devotions you are sitting here with a complaint that was contrived outside of your faithful relationship so it's like mm, kind of throws a wrench in the idea of faithful right it throws a uh, (laughs) well it, it throws one heck of a wrench This is what Helena
0: Whitbread writes in her book about this visit because it is in July and Anne writes on Friday, July 20th about Mariana being nervous to see her. And I'm like, it's not just nerves over the fact she hasn't seen your ass. It's nerves about the motherfucking complaint that she has. But that's just me. And so Helena Whitbread writes, it was during this visit that a new and very serious complication entered the lives of Anne and M., M had, for a few days, been complaining of certain venereal symptoms and developed the same symptoms. The two women concluded they had contracted a venereal disease which M's husband had transmitted to her as a consequence of his extramarital affairs, about which he apparently made no secret. M, in turn, passed the infection to Anne. The disease was to dominate Anne's life and her journal becomes a record of its progress until she begins to feel she has it under control, assuming that the lessening or appearance of the symptoms indicates freedom infection
1: oh she over here Mm. putting Mm -mm. ice on it or something
0: oh shit no you they people use stuff like mercury that stuff that definitely was not right for your life Uh, or healthy but we know medicine at this time was a hot fucking mess of what so it's pretty simple what she writes on friday july 20th note from m to say they can't come till sunday i'm nervous about seeing me and wishes our meeting over Uh, uh, oh my god I can hear the bells, but those were alarm right. bells.
1: What do you mean? That energy is kind we of... We barely
0: see each other, bitch. You already know. And I'm not... Okay, I don't know. I suppose somebody could have a complaint in their nethers and not know what's going on, but I just don't know if I believe that, and I'm kind of annoyed that Mariana had sex with right. Anne while be like... her punans was on the fritz while things were happening down there that should not have been happening. I
1: Mariana, that's petty, a little bit. It was petty, but maybe she's out here like a... Uh, I'm not even going to name that girl. The girl that's the fiancé. Maybe she they're married now? Miss Valance? Oh, I was going to say no. Just
0: because Miss Valens got a husband don't mean she's not going to get on a grubble. Has it stopped Mariana?
1: <laughs> so, I see. You're right. I'm just... I, can see I sense...
0: I, you know, and it's just like gaydar through the page. It's absurd. But at the same time, I felt the gaydar through the page for Mrs. Priestley. And I feel like there's a lot of evidence to there suggest that Mrs. Priestley was repressed. And she really just needed a grubble, a consistent flirting. And who knows what might have gone down with Mrs. Priestley. You know, there's always I... series two. <laughs> series two. It's
1: always series two.
0: So on the twenty second of July, which is two days after this initial note of like, Oh, Mariana's nervous to see me, doesn't just want it to be over, and writes, had given up expecting M when she arrived at four thirty in the carriage, looking well, much improved in appearance since I saw her last in New York one and a half years ago. Now I'm like, that's already a bad sign. When you see a former fuck buddy that's about to be a current fuck buddy, and you're like, Oh, you look good. Like you look fresh, and your skin is popping. Oh my god, what's that color you're wearing? Wow. So We're already starting off with Ann Lister Compromised, as she is easily wont to do around Mariana. And she continues, M's coming made me rather nervous and I therefore took two glasses of wine after dinner. She and I sat up talking. I am thoroughly convinced of M's attachment and devotion to me and have said all to comfort and reconcile her situation. I'm sorry. But you know I'm laughing, right? You know I'm laughing. You hear it. The following night, she writes, We talked all last night and only closed our eyes to doze about half hour just before getting up, went to M, but somehow did not manage a good kiss, refused to promise that I had really felt that she was my wife, went to her a second time, succeeded better, and then bound ourselves to each other by an irrevocable promise forever, in pledge of which turned on her finger the gold ring I gave her several years ago and also her wedding ring which had not been moved off her finger since marriage. She seems devoted to me, and I can and shall trust her now. It has occurred to me, can C have given her a venereal disease?
1: Yes! Yes! Has it just occurred to you? Good Lord. As I make this entry, I've noticed that I'm quite troubled.
0: Mm. And on the 28th, we have our mention of sacraments. So Saturday, July 28th, Newcastle, and Lister writes, Em and I talked matters over. We have agreed to solemnize our promise of mutual faith by taking the sacrament together when we next meet at Shibden. Not thinking it proper to use any more still-binding ceremony during C's life talked matters thoroughly over during our walk I should live with my aunt if Marion does not marry she must have a home with us and I thought I could eventually make up 1500 a year C will probably make up M's income to eight C won't make up C, uh, C, no, won't, C won't make no. up anybody's
1: income to eight no that's that, not it. That's 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 that, no that's not how it go that's not what we're doing I mean, maybe if he cared more about accidentally giving his wife something to uh, complain about, but that's not his energy for her. And because
0: we're on the bullshit where Charles is concerned, we're about to get some false hope where C is concerned because the very next day she writes, She was very low. In consoling, I said we might perhaps get together sooner than we expected. She replied that there might be a row and a quarrel and a parting any day and that with little opportunity and importunity, I might bring it about whenever I chose. I see and believe she is entirely devoted to me. I have given her my promise and my faith forever. I love and trust her and shall henceforth only hope that we shall one day be happy together from what Watson says. C has been unwell and in bad humor all the week. He's fine, Anne. He probably just has gas. Oh, C.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, thanks to the voodoo, right. Right, it's, the it's
0: voodoo. It's the voodoo. It's just gas. And what's messy about this sequence of events is that, of course, you, you hear what analysts are saying, right? But she also is going to sleep with Tib again after this, which is how Tib gets the complaint. So, but,
1: mm-hmm. hey,
0: well, that's not cool. So they had shitty sex and stuff, but then they had somewhat better sex. And she says promises again about fidelity and all that. And they take the sacraments. And oh, is he gonna die? Great! But by the beginning of August, Anne is mentioning the STI to Steph, who thinks Charles looks innocent. He's like, Charles! <laughs> and I'm like, is that throwing shade on Mariana? That Steph is having a hard time imagining Charles transferring the complaint to Mariana himself?
1: It's like
0: uh... My BT. <laughs>
1: he doesn't have the energy to do any kind of connecting. <laughs>
0: On the 4th she writes Mention M to Steph and my suspicion of venereal. He said he was treating her as for this and suspected it though there were certainly some symptoms against it. I hinted that some latent principle of the disease might have broken out in C. He answered no, but it might or must be some late imprudence. Said I knew someone in the same situation, a young married woman, poor, who had tried much advice without relief and therefore asked Steph for the prescription he gave M, which he promised. I begin to look at home for the heat and itching I felt last night have been considerable. Today and I am persuaded of being touched with a complaint. So she on fire. Well, literally playing with fire at this point. Sadly, sadly, right. sadly. And here's Anne spinning stories and lies to try to get to her shit. Like she's like, it's me. I got the complaint. Oh, but it's a poor woman who's married. Because you know, only married women fucking with men get this. Right, not so. me fucking with women who fuck with men. <laughs> Never me, Steph. And I feel like Steph was like, mm-hmm. I'm literally treating my sister for the same thing. <laughs> Did you guys oh. get this from sharing um, <laughs> pots in the Ooh. necessary? What is this?
1: Oh, chamber pots?
0: No. Oh, no. no! No! Oh No! Delete oh. it! Delete it! Oh God. Oh God.
1: Oh, dear God. No.
0: Dear God. From here, we're going to just jump all the way to October 25th because that's when Tib fucking comes. Tib is there, and poor Tib. She doesn't deserve this, but this is what she gets. Motherfucking STI. And so October 25th. And also I should mention there's still some more fuck shit with Ann Belcombe. And that's because Ann Belcombe is a little fucked up. You know, she listened to what Ann Lister had to say, allowed herself to be open in that way. And then Ann Lister was cold and she's confused. But as far as Tib is concerned, at least, at least Ann Belcom didn't get to complain as far as we know. She writes on the 26th of October that a kiss of Tib both last night and this morning. And this is when they're staying at the Black Swan. You know, the infamous Black Swan Inn. And she continues, but she cannot give me much pleasure. And I think we are both equally calm in our feelings on these occasions. For my own part, my heart is M's and I can only feel real pleasure with her. I hope Tib will not have caught any infection from me. What is this? Now, this is what makes me a little annoyed about Ann because it's like, you do science, girl. You like science. You like to read books. You really thought that you could fuck around with Tib and then hope on a wish and a prayer that she doesn't get the complaint. That's not how that works. And she finishes, at the moment of my offering to sleep with her, I forgot this. And afterwards, there was no retracting. I'm sorry, you can always retract a sex offer at any point in time. Can you retract that sex offer? It is Thank fine. Thank you. Thank you. So, unfortunately, Tib, dun dun dun. That's what happens. And she ultimately sees Mariana in December, and Tib is there for a moment, which of course is uncool, uncool unless you want lesbian drama. And what I find interesting, or well, interesting and a little bit funny, is that Ann Lister gets some shade from Mariana's mom about the attention she pays to her daughters, plural. And considering oh. how she's been fucking with Ann Belcombe, that anyone who's oh. just eye spying what Ann Belcombe is stressed about is like, whoa, this Ann Lister really is too much. She'd be talking to all my girls as she leaves all of them (laughs) upset. And only one is married. Only one is married right now. (laughs) So on the 16th, Ann Lister writes, In the afternoon, Mrs. Belcombe, chancing to ask if I intended going to the Belfry, I happened to say I should go if Em went. But if she stayed at home, I should. Mrs. Belcombe says, What? Does your religion depend on others? How foolish. How very silly you are with some allusion both to my being both at present and formerly very silly about M. I made some reply about the injustice of this remark, sure girl, and show that I was annoyed. In truth, I felt so. This was always a tender point to attack me in, particularly now, when I have taken such pains to give them no reason to find fault. And when I have seen that Charlotte and Harriet might steal the horse while M and I might not open the stable door. To mend the matter, M and Eli went to the minister, and I volunteered walking with Mrs. Milne. I could not help thinking of all this all the time I was at the minster. My pride was roused and hurt, that I should be thus suffering myself to appear foolish and silly, and I absolutely felt as if I could not stand it. At dinner, I scarce spoke. I did not think of being observed, but Mrs. Belcombe electrified me by asking to hear the sound of my voice <laughs> huh. she said bet you gonna talk or what i turned it off by pretending sleepiness from the heat of the fire at my back and came upstairs immediately after dinner to change my boots M came and talked to me and i promised to talk and so well feigned nothing was the matter that none could find it out but when we came up to bed M acknowledged that i had kept my word and done so well as would Even have cheated her. And then the following day, she writes quickly, Could not get all this business out of my head last night and woke this morning with it full on my mind. Felt as if I would give the world to sit and never open my lips. Musing upon getting away as fast and well as I could and upon giving them as few opportunities as possible in future of thinking me foolish and silly. Writing the above has done me more good than anything. So what so do you think is bothering here. her there? The fact that her, the mom is trolling her? Well, or that she was called foolish and silly? Do you think it's that trite?
1: It's, well, right. Well, you have to think of how she thinks of herself firstly. So the fact that someone has this fixed impression right. that she... It's an uphill battle for her to outperform and outclass the uh, way she was addressed. And she may find it to be what, too much work. So it's going to be like, well, I'm sure your word means something to the people that you're around, (laughs) the society that you hold dear. And since I disagree, I'm not going to entertain you. So I'm just going to sit here with my thoughts on you. And then she's like, well, are you... Cat got your tongue, (laughs) Miss Lisa? Are you not going to speak and say things that I may or may not laugh about later to my friends in high society? And so... (laughs) So it's like, um, eh. it was one of those very... It was shady it was, it from was... the
0: from Mariana's mom. But at the same time, she got reason to be shady. Because you got to stop flirting with them girls. And <laughs> you got to stop, especially when you say Mariana's the only one you want to be with. But I also think it's proximity of the grubble with her messiness because they're right there.
1: Right. That that's why she
0: did it versus being smart and being like, let me fuck with those sisters over there and not... Where the mother of the girl I fucked with the longest. Because if we're talking about five-year anniversary with Charles, and we know they were together for like four years, that's a lot of uh-huh. time for Miss Belcombe to be like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and I see you. I don't have to call the thing a thing. I don't have to know the word lesbian to know some gay shit is going on right here, and I don't know how I'm supposed to deal with this. I have still all these daughters that are unmarried. All these daughters are unmarried, and this isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> what are we going to do, husband? And he's like, I don't fucking no, she keeps coming over and um, <laughs> 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 every time she comes over, we got more drama. Poor gal. Is my my mouse really dead, die.
1: No, your mouse dying.
0: My, my mouse f- is dead.
1: My phone's dying. My drink is dying. Uh, everything's
0: I, dying.
1: So we made it to the end
0: of 1821. It's probably a good time, especially with your drink being done, to take another gin to mission. And I have finished all my gin. Look at it. It's empty. There's (laughs) no ice left. Out of control.
1: Well, Mama is is interesting, and I'm wondering if we'll see more She's of her in the entries.
0: A she well, pops up every now and again just to be like, "Yo, what y'all doing over there being gay?" <laughs> I feel like it's those, you know, you have those moms where you have a sleepover with your girlfriend, and they're like, "What's going on in this room?" Especially if yes. they know you're queer, they're like, "What's happening in this room? Yes. Is it gay?" There's no such thing <laughs> as a
1: lock, just right? Barreling down doors. Parents don't
0: know what to do. They're like, Mom, "I'm like trying to be supportive, but like they're queer, like
1: commercial." Like, could you chill? And anyone who grew up with Herbal Essence commercials. Oh,
0: my God. I'm just going to (laughs) say that at a sleepover I went on in a certain age, like, it's when I first learned how to do certain jaunty dances. Like, I had a a babysitter who taught us how to tussie roll on a wall upside down. Oh, 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 I It was no useful. Stranger. It was yeah. useful. And I and I did have a queer experience at that um at that sleepover, but I look back and I'm like, you know, these are it's uh, the more you know, it's the learning rainbow. You got to yeah. it's how you jaunt <laughs> forward into the future and you learn more things and things and things and things and your art gets further refined cuz you're like, oh shit, wow. That's actually something I was talking about with a friend like I don't know if that ever happened to you where you're in school And maybe there's some level of awareness of your queerness and there's somebody who's mean or rude or indifferent. But then in a moment in private, they let it be known that baby, I'm yours. (laughs) If you want it tonight, give you the
1: red light Light special special all through the night. night. Baby, yes, yours. I'm, I'm yours. Lord. See, so
0: mm, I don't know if that's happened to you, but I have a number of friends, and myself included, where like you, like it's ninth grade, it's tenth grade. There's just somebody, a mean girl. And she's you're just like, why are you such a bitch to me? Like, why are you yep, so rude? No, and yeah. then you're in the classroom. Yes. You're just trying to go to your next bell and a bitch corners you and gives you a kiss on the cheek or something. You're like, bitch, what are you?
1: What is, is this, yeah, are you I've, gay? I've, I've, is that what this is?
0: Are you expressing yourself in this strange way? Okay, you just you're walking out of the room and I'm I'm confused as fuck. Right, right. I had a good time. But um what? So has that ever happened to you? Where uh, someone had a, a mean jaunt and then you realized it was a
1: undercover gay jaunt?
0: <laughs> um
1: I'll say that I am currently friends with people who have had a mean job with me through high school Oh, and uh, wait a minute. way i don't know like we just we have a w- interesting bond that just is solid and even more so than I'd, i i would have ever thought possible being young because i mistook i'm guessing Okay wait roughness. a minute wait a
0: minute wait a minute i'm now and i'm trying to see where you're going to so are these queer people or are these heads? I don't
1: know. I want to TBD. say... TBD! Oh, my God. Because um, a part of me wants to say maybe they're just not queer presenting.
0: Okay. All right.
1: But I guess they may just have more of an understanding of, I guess, what I was blooming into and was just trying to wait for me to hurry up and get over... With the beginning stage oh, already. Oh, It's like no one wants to really raise a, a baby.
0: But, I mean, everyone's a gaybie <laughs> at some point in time. You gotta but have it, it space was... and love for the gaybies. But
1: it's always just inconvenient.
0: I don't know if anything's ever happened to you where someone's found you in life and be like, Terrence, remember that time we was behind the bleachers? I've never been able to stop exactly. thinking about it. And you're
1: like, oh, shit! Behind the bleachers? <laughs> I just, I mean, I, those hate Stranger and... They come in the inbox. The the There's ways to reach out to people if you need to find them. And some people do try. This phone rings sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm it just, rang today. And I was like, I mm-hmm. just, I'm not always available that. to answer <laughs> sad calls. I think one day I was ringing. It was like a, a call from like Jamaica Vladimir or something. R-C. I was like, what, why oh, is no, the the?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: If I was telling my old address, I probably would still be getting hand letters. I used to write hand written letters to people oh, me who too. were far me too. and wide.
0: So I'm excited that we have made it through another gentle mission, another super long jaunty part. And we've ended officially just when you were like, my drank it was actually at December 16th of 1821, which is like the last, last entry, entry I was going fuck with for that time period. So what we have left of this motherfucking nightcap is 1822 through 26, where, as you might imagine, a number of things happen. It actually starts out very lovely and very much in love with a kind of, seems like a renewal of things and optimism, and that's nice to see. But then, as usual, when they separate, we're, we back on the uh, bullshit. Peterson we back had- on the bullshit. Oh. Right. And... Things further fall apart with her and Tib in terms of like what's happening there and being an amicable sexual thing versus Tib probably feeling some type of way. I know she feels some type of way. There's no way she's a woman in love with another woman and this is happening to her and she's getting the barely there Leftover grubbles that she doesn't feel away about the situation and herself entirely and all that stuff. So poor Tib. I'm going to fucking pour some liquor out for Tib in the next part. But also I'm really looking forward to mentioning Miss Pickford, which I said she was another queer. And then, of course, intro to Scarborough and Mariana's Miseries and Blackstone Edge. And ultimately, by 1824, we have such a large rift forming between Anna and Isabella and Mariana that long-term travel plans become a thing and we ultimately transition into 1824 with Mrs. Barlow which I said I really am curious about revisiting to hear your thoughts on it because it is a very messy period and what's so intriguing about it well because Ann Lister is being messy and I and that's where I think like being careless with someone's emotions is messy potentially giving them an idea that they could have you is dangerous because if someone starts to entertain the idea that you could be theirs or, you know, you could be in tandem living life together and then that was never actually an option and there's actually nothing they can do because it's going to be next to impossible to replace this other bitch Mariana, that's unfair to the woman that you brought to the grubbles. And so that is a messy part of Ann Lister's life. I still believe 100% it's Mariana's impact because toxicity breeds further toxicity and weird jealousies and inadequacies and self-esteem issues that are leading to bad behavior. And I actually have tons of sympathy and empathy for Mrs. Barlow because I feel like she was done dirty. Unfortunately, but at the same time, she provided this excellent respite for Ann Lister to experiment sexually and be different with a woman than she would with Mariana. And while she does use Mrs. Barlow to reconnect, in a sense, with Mariana. Eventually, I think that everything she experiences in this time in Paris just adds to the stuff that makes it easier for her eventually to be like, actually Mariana, I'm good. And when she gets to a point where Mariana's saying something, she's like, you can't just bowl me over. You can't just expect me to do what you say. Because we have seen time and time again through the years where she's like, I'll do anything you want. I made a promise that I will do anything I can to make her happy. She just said this really shitty thing, but we just had a kiss and I'm going to make her as happy as possible. And so we need that to evolve to a different type of strength and a version of uh, analyst we've not seen yet where she's super strong over here there and over there, but not when it comes to standing up for herself and what she deserves with Mariana. And she gets there eventually and I really do feel that Mrs. Barlow is a part of that story. even mm-hmm. though in her mind she's like, I can never be with Mrs. Barlow because I mean she has a daughter and other stuff and other stuff. I-, I don't know. I think she tried to intellectualize a lot of stuff, but there's still your emotions and things right. and they don't always agree they don't have a, a bunch of brain saying right. look at Miss Brown. Oh, Miss Brown's vulgar. Oh, but look at how (laughs) vulgar she is, Miss Brown! So, I mean, (laughs) so there is that in Mariana's last ditch attempt to get it back together, which is right after the Mrs. Barlow situation because she's like, oh, shit. Hmm." And Anne is messy because she's like, read this that Miss Barlow sent me. And you know, if you've been on a grubble, you can tell when a bitch is writing romantically to you, even if she's trying to have some motherfucking propriety and vagueness there, like you fucking know. And so it's messy, messy. It's gay as hell. I love it all because I'm like, Halifax, Halifax. Okay, Paris, this is what y'all bitches were doing in 1830. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a screech. 1824. I think it's really cool and gay. And I'm also like, what other bitches were having their messy grumbles in Paris? Because, you know, you know, there was some messy L word chart shit happening in Paris. Especially amongst. With the bad women. The bad women. Especially amongst lower society. Hell (laughs) Hell yeah. And think about how many. I mean, I'm just jaunting off with a guess here. But do you think it would be easier or more difficult to be more masculine of center in your visual presentation as a woman if you're wealthy or you're poor now it's true analysters like the more eccentric you are if you're rich like whatever if they both rise, then people care less about your eccentricities. But I'm curious as to what you think because we know gender nonconforming people have been here the entire time and so while we know these really well-told stories of wealthy women who usually were in some bit of aristocracy, which is how we know they existed and dressed a little bit like men or what people regarded as dressing like men, do you think it is ultimately harder to hide as a poor person or be out there in plain sight as a wealthy person of privilege?
1: Uh, I think that it ultimately has to do with a so you can be someone who is wealthy enough Mm. means but it doesn't really mean that you have the authority to to carry yourself about any way that you please especially if you take a hand in marriage because then now you're going to be shaped and molded and be forced to present in a way that pleases your husband who has all the rights and all the property and all the assets now when you don't have to worry about things because you're have not then chances are you can be any type of have-not that you want to be. So I personally think that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm of the thought that maybe there's less access and things and things because you're poor. But then at the same time, like, sometimes that makes you invisible in a way that people just don't give a shit what you're up to because, well... You're insignificant. You can't even read. So we don't care what you're doing over there, queer person. Uh, it was just a thought because I think back to harlots. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> think back to the lady trues of the world. And I'm like, right. surely, surely, surely in every place that there is a human and a woman. there was at least one woman who was like, no, scratch that. Two women who are like, nah, chill. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm good, actually, in case you're wondering. So, yeah, that is it and i'm excited to get to what i'll just say it's a ann lister strap fantasy that's how i'm going to perceive it Well, wow. intrigued are you
1: sounds like we're gonna have a meaty part three
0: this has all been pretty meaty it's been ridiculous. I mean, it's like the it's like a, a mini journey through Anne Lister's life, and we did parts of this in earlier parts of our Nightcap. I want to say way back months ago, which it's funny to say months ago because it has taken us so long to yeah. get through. But it really has been months.
1: I think I want you back. <laughs> Your love has made a deep impact. <laughs> oh wow! I, I know I might sound whack. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe I really want you, you back. back. What the Won't fuck? You? I think I want you back. That's a deep hole.
0: And at least we also get to see Anne Remorseful towards the end of this about what she fucking did to Tib. She's like, oh, poor Tib. With the complaint. I do
1: not have a missed call from 28 minutes ago? Bitch? Yeah, I just... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You you can enjoy your pudding. It's fine. Exposing
0: me and my love of banana pudding. Well, it's 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 true, y'all. I've waited for pudding at all hours of the morning. Especially at Magnolia's. Shout to them. If you're a New Yorker who hasn't tried one of their cupcakes... You're missing out. So we will pause here at this gender mission and be back literally in just a few seconds. (laughs) Yeah, it will be a few seconds,
1: actually, honestly.
0: (laughs) To continue this saga... Saga. ...of Anne and Mariana and the love they shared in ridiculousness and drama and jealousy and infidelity... And instability. But hey, hey, at least they had really good sex. Mostly. 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 Well, Mostly. Not every time, you know. now, path- No one's perfect. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> statistically, they had a better time than most. We all know that is the blessing of Lilith. But they also were plagued by a lot of troubles. And hopefully you guys maybe see where I'm trying to come from with how I feel like it started off fucked up, which is why it remained fucked up and then just got even more fucked up as time went on. I would love to hear y'all's feedback on this part and what you think about baby gay Anne being messy as fuck, gay as fuck, and not being able to help herself. And do you too think that she was trying to rebuild herself up and her self-esteem and the belief that she was desirable and keepable by testing the waters with other women while Mariana, who was like, I will keep you, hadn't yet, actually. Like Casper,
1: can I keep I'm, you? Right, like, uh, I'm, I'm intangible, but I want to keep you. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie,
0: solve- <laughs> come again, Freddie. I still can't believe Mariana said that in 1820. I tried um, to be asleep. She.
1: <laughs> it proved rather difficult.
0: <laughs> oh, I know it proved difficult, and I'm sure it was more than a headbutt going on. That's my hot take there. Anything you're looking forward to or dreading for part three that I may have mentioned?
1: I mean, I. I it's still a roller coaster here where we are, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get to a place where rolling with my home. It's going to be more lows and highs and then that's when that's when I'll be there is a time when Mariana
0: and Anne have a wonderful night of sex because there's like nine and eight kisses to be had at the very least we're talking about baker's dozen of O's for the ladies and well that's always nice we must always celebrate those blessings those queer blessings
1: so it's not all bad. It's not all bad. But it's... um. I'll hold out being the skeptic that I am.
0: Yeah, I think you'll, you'll get a more full view of Anne's messiness and probably just have a maybe a smidge more empathy for Mariana in terms of the infidelity. Like, sure, she was being completely and entirely delusional expecting it, especially from an Anne Lister, but you can still feel for her in a moment because Anne was wilding all the way out. But uh, that was acting out, so... There it is. Some people act out but the braids off. And it uh, <laughs> looks like Ann Lister is one of those people. Oh, my. I guess we did a toast at the end of the first act. I forgot. But
1: um, my toast is for uh, the baddest mamma jamma. Uh For the parent trap. Uh, <laughs> for the for the queer parent trap. Uh, oh, you mean a Miss Brown? It's, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did cover a lot of Miss Brown. Me, me, me and Mrs. Mrs. Brown, (laughs) Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: it is. And Mrs. Brown was beautiful. But that's something that cannot be denied at all. We don't have to see this bitch to know that she was turning heads in Halifax. Had Ann Lister doing a whole fucking exorcist with her fucking neck like, who was that? In the petticoat over
1: there. So had you finished your toast?
0: I'm sorry. I can't even remember what you did.
1: Oh, yes. I I toasted to the queer uh, parent trap, the grubble trap, where they uh, set up Miss Brown for the double dog dare kiss. The double double dog dog dare. dare, Oh, the double dog
0: dare kiss. Okay, I'm going to toast to the lovely Miss Brown and her face because I feel like Ann Lister would want me to. I feel like she would still be like to this moment. Yeah, she actually was a very good-looking gal. So props to Miss Brown and her confounding face that sent Aunt Lista into several crises about her culture, her class, what she would accept from a woman because Miss Brown was so damn attractive and Aunt Lista was so fucking gay. She was like, "I can't." Okay, <laughs> I just can't. So cheers, cheers to you Miss Brown and, and excellence in gayness. Mm. Mm -hmm. gym at three in the morning got the gym at three in the morning (sighs) we're ridiculous I looked at that file real quick and I was like why does the length look that way I'm sometimes I say like oh if that looks like it's approaching four hours it could probably be three but then sometimes we get to the edit and we're like that's still really close to four Especially because our lovely Patreon supporters have requested, <laughs> demanded, threatened that we never delete anything ever again. And we've been doing that. So thank them. Blame them. I don't know. But thanks again. Thanks for joining us on this second part. This actually could be part three at this point. I really don't know how we'll have to break up these things so the files can fit. But we hope you guys are having fun on this historical nightcap saga. Hopefully you're drinking or if it's during the day and you're working well. I don't know whether to advise (laughs) to sip from a flask or not, but hopefully you're having a fun and jaunty day.
1: But good on you to find some great listening uh, companionship for how you're you know, gallivanting through your day.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And as always, please take a look at our Go On Fearlessly merch that we have designed to help fundraise for the wonderful Anne Walker Memorial Foundation. So check that out if you can. If you haven't yet, I've seen a few of you have been doing it and it's so wonderful. We're so grateful. And um, take us out, daddy. See, this is what I, I used all oh, my yeah, brain cells. No, I got yeah. On scrolling through my notes.
1: <laughs> and you just got to sit there and sip your gin and be I like, know. oh, my
0: God, Alyssa.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I so, need help. I mean, yeah, uh, you know our socials and uh, General Jack Carco, Most of the things, but they gonna be back around, our, right? It's the gym- I mean, we're not, oh, yeah, we are, not wow. leaving,
0: leaving. We're a mess. <laughs> we're
1: not leaving, leaving. Uh, we'll,
0: oh, well, does we'll, my obnoxious uh, laughter ever truly offend? Like, are you guys ever like, when will this bitch stop laughing like this? I'm sorry.
1: We'll just actually, it'll just be a few moments from now. Well, that's that's how right back we'll be. Like, we'll be like right back right now.
0: It's like okay. magic. Okay. All right. Almost, basically. Are we back?
1: <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy
0: this gentle mission, bitches, and we will talk to you about more grubble drama in just a second. Okay. Bye.
1: We'll be back. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: See era lesbians. Oh my god.